Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show everybody another episode of the type 1 lifting podcast coming at you i have a very good friend of mine i we've we've known each other for a, quite a while you know through my wife so uh mark worcester how's it how's everything going oh man it's going so good and i'm so happy to be here with you right now yeah, we're so, gonna have fun oh i can't wait so the main focus i wanted to get you on there is because you're a cbd nurse and i have no clue what cbd is like all about so i just the first mm-hmm. question is you know, how did you get into nursing and how did you get into CBD nursing? <laughs> you know, how I get into nursing um, and how I get into CBD is the same story. I fell in love. Swear to God, I fell. So I, I fell in love with a nurse back in the late 2000s and I really loved her job. And I was running a company that I had founded a, a while back and she would come home and tell me about a job. And I'm like, that is really cool. That, that's like really a meaningful job. And I decided, well, you know what? I think maybe if I'm ever going to make a transition out of what I'm doing, maybe I get into nursing. And that, uh, on, you know, that relationship just moved on in its natural course. And uh, and I ended up interested in nursing school. And I went nights and weekends while I ran the last company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up with a, an associate's degree in 2014. Nice. So where'd yeah. you where'd you get your associate's degree at? Uh, Regis College. Okay. So I graduated my associates. I worked um, a night shift for a while, just get my feet wet, and then um, the business that I had that I owned was was really busy. So I backed off from nursing for a little bit, and um, and you know got involved in in the American Nurses Association and did some board work there. But um, at the end of 2017, I sold my company and said, "Okay, I'm going to go into healthcare full time. Figure this out." And I fell in love again. This is a great, you know, everything good happens to me when I fall in love with a woman. So I fell in love with this amazing entrepreneur in Brooklyn, New York, and she um, had a CBD company. Now, dude, I'm cannabis agnostic till that point. Like I went in the Marines when I was 17 and my cannabis use stopped, right? So that was it. No, no. And CBD comes from cannabis. So I, I, uh. I had no interest. I didn't care if you did, but I didn't do it. And then, you know, she had this company and I started to dig in, didn't know what I was going to do with my nursing degree. And the more I dove into it, into what really the cannabis plant is able to provide as, as far as, uh, as medicine and healing, I was just blown away. And that was it. I've been, you know, full steam ahead and advocate since then. Mm-hmm. Now, now a lot, a lot of the doctors and nurses kind of like are, are still kind of poo-pooing it, like you know the whole myth of the CBD. You think so? How do you how do you get them to learn more about the CBD and kind of 
almost like buy in, not buy in, but like almost like you know believe yeah. or buy in, like on CBD. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I, I and I I I equate it to this. Back when the world was flat, everybody thought it was flat, believed it, and then Magellan came around for the other side, and all of a sudden there was evidence that it wasn't flat. Everybody didn't say right then, oh, my gosh, you're right, it's round. Like, it took time after that, I'm sure, for people to kind of get that conversation going. And that's, I think, where we're at with CBD and, and cannabis in general as a medicine. It's just continuing the conversation and showing the evidence that's been, you know, it's been 50 years of research. And uh, and it's out there if you're, if you're really looking for it. You know, it's just, it's, you're fighting that. Uh, and the stigma that mm-hmm. the government has laid on it for 80 years. So there's, you know, it's it's been a battle to kind of get everybody friendly with the idea that it's actually a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and yeah. I, I think I remember in your book it said that, like, back in the day it was legalized, and then, yeah. all, of a, and then all of a sudden something happened, and they st- they made it illegal to, you know, with marijuana. Yeah, it was an ugly story, yeah, and it, and it, was. it was. It was used as a medicine for thousands and thousands of years and in the united states it was actually in the uh in the book of legitimate drugs that that physicians would use so up until 1937 physicians used cannabis as a medicine it was just part of what they used very effectively and and actually the american medical association testified before congress in 1937 and said this is crazy to make it illegal you're going to kill research and it's you know we think that it's a, a powerful medicine and you know they were overruled because of politics that's insane so i know well so, some things never change you know politics rules the day oh you know it's annoying i can't stand it i it just, it just i know i get crazy about it i'm trying to watch yeah. i'm trying to watch youtube videos or something and all of a sudden like a political ad comes on and i'm like enough oh i, I, I can't take it. it man i don't want to see it I don't watch TV. I gave it up. Like I don't watch TV. And part of that reason is I just can't handle one more commercial. Yeah, especially a political ad. Yeah, yeah. So how how long have you been a CBD nurse? Mm, So I've been I've been in cannabis nursing since uh, beginning of twenty seven, beginning of twenty eighteen. Okay, all right. And I and I I've traveled the world, legitimately traveled the world, going to medical marijuana conferences, learning about CBD, learning about cannabis in general listening to the latest research and really just a deep dive because i'm i never do anything halfway and uh you know this is something i'm passionate about yeah so yeah so what have you seen from you know from 2018 to now like that was different back then like obviously it boomed a little bit because they a couple companies went public or and whatnot so yeah. like, what, what have you seen what have you seen like the biggest explosion uh, from it I've, I've, you know, I've just seen such a boom in the product, right? So this, the products everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there are a lot of people making claims that they just shouldn't be making because frankly, there's a lot of stuff that we still don't know because my God, we're just so complex, right? Yeah. We're com- yeah. Complex human beings. Stuff happens in our bodies. We really don't know. It's why it's the practice of medicine. But what we do know so far is that CBD is effective and safe. So, you know, it's like, well, why not try it? Yeah. I mean, we let people buy pet rocks back in the day. They spent good hard-earned money to buy a 
freaking rock, okay? I think it's okay that somebody might want to buy this this uh, this extract that could be very healthy for them, right? Yeah. You should be allowed to. Oh, of course, yeah. And so how do they extract the the – like, you know, the CBD part from like, you know, yeah. not getting the THC involved into the oils. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? So, yeah. So in 2014, they had the pilot hemp program and that allowed a certain number of growers to start to grow hemp again. Now, hemp is a cannabis plant, it, but it's a cannabis plant that has a very low THC content, a very high CBD content. And there's industrial hemp and there's another uh, strain of hemp. The industrial hemp is what they grow for cloth. You know, they made Mm -hmm. sales back in the day, paper. It's very, very tall and very solid and rugged. Um, And that's not what they grow for CBD. They grow the smaller variety. And so what they do is they take the, the buds like any cannabis plant, that's where all uh, all the chemical components are really centered or within the bud and they'll take that and they'll put it through an extraction process and they'll actually pull out all of the different chemical components. And so, you know, by law, these hemp growers have to grow a variety of hemp that has 0.3% or below THC content. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's still a lot of issues with, you know, law enforcement and the DEA getting super focused on whether this hemp plant that's being uh harvested is below 0.3 percent thc mm-hmm. it's just, it's just mind-boggling how much money they spend on this stupidity but anyway yeah so you extract it you and you know what let's say that a hemp grower grows a plant that has 0.5 percent thc well during the extraction process they can pull that extra thc off as a matter of fact you'll see that there are full spectrum products and there are broad spectrum products right yep Full spectrum has that 0.3% THC. Broad spectrum does not because they just, during the extraction process, pulled the THC out. Mm -hmm. And that's good for people who are going to be tested, right? Truck drivers, law enforcement, nurses, healthcare workers, they're going to be tested and their job will be on the line if they have any THC at all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so with the THC, with with the, with the CBD oil or or whatever, like the drops. So, I've I've actually heard from other people that the clearer the clearer the actual fluid is, the better it is, or more like you know reliable mm-hmm. it is. So is is that true? Nah, there's no there's no truth to that. Okay. Like you can you can get you can get an extract, you can get an oil out of that that's dark 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 brown, and it's just gonna mean that it was that particular plant they pulled some terpenes or some flavonoids and other things that came with it. That just um, it, it just colored the oil. So, yeah, if it's if it's really really clear, it may have been distilled several times after extraction, and that actually takes most of the other chemical components out and just leaves you with CBD. Oh, got it. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, what yeah. what's your favorite kind of CBD? Do you like the oils, or I mean, you probably like everything. So, what's the what's your favorite one that you like to use? I you know I. Um, I personally take a combination of uh, capsule, which is um, combined with turmeric. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for anti-inflammatory. I mean, I'm I'm 58. I'm still out there, you know, banging it at, at CrossFit-like workouts. And, <laughs> you know, I really I want to make sure that there's no inflammation yeah. going on because you know stuff's been beat up over the years. Um, so I take that capsule, and I also do some 
some CBD oil under the tongue, sublingual. Yeah. yeah. So the combination of the two works just fine for me. So do you take it like right before you go to bed, or how, how do you? How do you yeah, do I take it right. As a matter of fact, yeah, I have some. So I have some right here. I'm going to take before bed. Nice. It's uh, got a little bit of melatonin with it. It's a little bit of a good, um, uh, you know, combination that I just sleep like a baby. Yeah, it's, I've I've actually heard somebody say they use they use magnesium and a CBD. Like, yeah. like a pill to actually make them like fall deep, like fall into deep sleep and feel more relaxed. Hey, what, you know, everybody's got, everybody's got their thing that'll work for them. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one thing that people have to understand. You know, they go out and they try a CBD oil and it doesn't work for them. Don't give up. There's 550 different varieties of cannabis and every one of those, the, it's, it's about everything else that's in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the CBD it's it's terpenes which are another um chemical component that are found in plants uh and found in many vegetables too so we're already consuming terpenes but that combination of cbd and terpenes and the other components including that little bit of thc it's all like a lock and key like it just helps your body to absorb it and use it uh and so if you've tried cbd try another brand you know, yeah, and and the important part is to just make sure that it's that it's been tested fully. Yeah, I've, that I've, is a huge thing. Yeah, I've never tried it. I've always wanted to. It's yeah. just my my thing is like you you see it in like gas stations like all over the place, and I'm like, should I really trust oh. this gas station? To see like stuff or like, dude, you know? don't get your CBD at the gas station, please. <laughs> so 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 where's a good where's a good place to actually buy well, obviously you but i'm just saying yeah, like, i mean i've got i've got cbd I mean, there are a lot of great companies and um i'm actually working on a um actively working on a review site to add to to my gig because i have so many friends and so many people that i know in the industry that are doing really great things from you know extractors to growers to you know the full monty people who are growing extracting creating products here's the thing it's there are so many different things that you can use out of the cannabis plant there's so many different products that are going to come to market I don't, I don't think that one company's going to have everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you can pick, you know, your THCA from this one, which is one chemical component. You can get your CBD from another company. And as a nurse, when I work with patients, of course, I want to be able to have choices to be able to guide them mm-hmm. to use the product that's going to work best for them. Yeah. Like I had my friend today, um, harvested, and we took the um, we took the leaves that he trimmed before he hung everything up to dry. We took the leaves and we juiced them because THCA, which is the acidic form of THC, before it's been converted through. I, I don't know. I could get into the weeds, dude. You got to no, stop no, go, me. Go in for time it. Go now. for it. No, no. That, here's just, the thing. That's what I want. We learn. juiced. We juiced the leaves. Yeah. Because THC, the intoxicating component of cannabis only becomes intoxicating once it's been converted by heat. Okay. So heat does what they call decarboxylation. It's a chemical process. And it turns it into that intoxicating one. Well, a precursor is THCA. It's an acidic form that's in the plant, Mm -hmm. non-intoxicating. You could eat a whole cannabis plant raw and never, ever feel it. Other than 
you might feel really good because all of the inflammation in your body is going to be gone. Because <laughs> my point is this, we juiced it because THCA that's in that cannabis, in those leaves is a much more potent anti-inflammatory than CBD is mm-hmm. like 10 times more potent. Interesting. So juicing raw cannabis leaves is a really good thing to do. Good to know. Good to know. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really cool. So, so, um, what have you done for obviously your nurse? You've deal, dealt with patients. So, yeah. what have you seen from you know when they first started? They were kind of hesitant on maybe taking you know CBD to mm-hmm. you know finally buying in, and then like what was the end end goal for like you know when you're taking care of them? Yeah, boy, it's different with every patient, right? Because yeah. they're all coming in with a sort of a different goal. You know, when we when we coach people, when when cannabis nurses coach people, and it's really what we're doing. We're, we're, the question is, what's your goal? You know, what do you want to see for an outcome? And, and, you know, most people come in and say it's either pain or anxiety or sleep. Those are the top three. Mm-hmm. Those are what we're going to deal with. And so it's a, it's, it, the, it's education, right? It's a slow process to find the combination of things that are going to work for you. And it's different in every state, right? So if you work with people around the country, you've got to be aware of what's legal in their state. You know, what can they actually have hands on? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's that sort of understanding where they are at, what, what their legal situation is, and then finding the right product over time. That's going to give them the result that they want. But by and large, what we see is we see a decrease in their use of pharmaceuticals and an increase in their quality of life. Awesome. That's really cool. Even Which for, you know, for a nurse, is just like bingo. Yeah, like like when people, people have like back pain or something like that, they can use CBD and kind of like make them feel a little bit better, or mm-hmm. you know, instead of just yeah, it'll, pills. it'll decrease the inflammation, decrease the pain a little bit. Yeah, cool. yeah, awesome, very cool. Yep. So, so what do you obviously you have a, you have a line? So what yeah. what kind of lot products that you have in your in your store? I've got, you know, I've got standard products um, that uh, I started out with a year ago. So I have CBD oils. I have a regular Nexus strength. I have a pain relief cream formulation that has menthol and lidocaine uh, in it, which kind of just opens everything up and allows it to be absorbed a little bit better um, and provides a little bit of pain relief on its own with the lidocaine. Um, and I have a personal lubricant. So I have a, an all-natural organic coconut oil CBD lubricant, which... I think is fabulous. Everybody loves it. You know, it's all health, happiness, cannabis. And if that's all wrapped up in one product right there. <laughs> nice. And then I have capsules, you know, I have the capsules with the turmeric, which, uh, which are good. And I have dog treats too, because, you know, I love dogs and yeah. everybody I know loves dogs. So, you know, yeah. they deserve to be a little happy and, and sometimes they get anxious, you know, when, when you have a, a lightning and uh, thunder storm coming through. Yeah. You know? Well, I remember. I remember you gave us some CBD stuff for our dog because he was yeah. like spazzing out. He was barking all over the place, and like when he started eating, it, he got like super mellow, super relaxed. And granted, he's like 15 years old, so he's gonna sleep a yeah. lot. So he was just like completely relaxed, and it was like totally. I was like, okay, all right. He's just he's just chilled out, and Sarah's Sarah's like, is he okay? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's fine. Just leave him alone. He's fine. Yeah. It's just you're not you know you're not used to not hearing the barking. Yeah, exactly. Right. Was, right. It was great. And, he, you know, and at 15 years old, he probably needs a nice nap. You know, a nice relaxing, stress-free moment. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
So you also have a book that's out. So how did how I did do. your book come about, and like what is it all about? Oh man, you know i i I created a. I have the most amazing life. I really do. Um, I have the most amazing life, and the book is really all about how I was able to create that, and it and it was through. 30 years of being in the mental health system, you know, depression and mood disorder. I've had my whole life. And um, uh, so worked through all of that, all of the different things that I had to deal with there. And mine is not treated with medication. So I had to figure out other ways to, to really deal with it. And I figured out that meditation and, um, and mindfulness was key for me. And I also figured out that exercise, I need to exercise Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And for me, it was all about high intensity interval training. Like it just that I've done every modality of exercise. Like dude, when it was, when it was step aerobics, I was the one dude in the class who was doing (laughs) step aerobics, right? Like I've done all of the stuff. And, you know, I've been, uh, I've been a muscle head. I've been there, you know, bodybuilding and weightlifting and doing all that stuff. But when I found, you know, specifically when I found CrossFit eight years ago, it was like I was coming home. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, we were talking about earlier, I went in the Marine Corps when I was 17. So I was used to that sort of like group, you know, hard activity and really, you know, in it together. And that's, uh, you know, the CrossFit and the high intensity interval training folks it really was coming home yeah nice. so as long as i have those things um i'm spot on yeah. like i'm i'm i've done you know i talk about it in the book i've done so many different things i have had the most amazing life despite having to really work through it hard um and now oh my gosh yeah, awesome. So, so now with, with CrossFit, so what are you yeah. looking to like? You know, what are your goals for you know CrossFit? Are you looking to like just get a little bit better? Like, what what are your thoughts? It seems you've been doing it for a long time. You know, yeah. What, what are you What are you looking eight, to do? Eight years is a long time. You know, I've noticed. Um, you know, I've been at one CrossFit gym for the last four years. I mean, I've traveled. Like I said, I traveled a lot. Yeah, and I do travel a lot. So I've drew a lot of drop in. So I've got a good overview of what's out there as far as different CrossFit gyms, you know, and how their programming has been. And what I've seen in the last year is really been the mature CrossFit gyms have been shifting their modality, shifting away from strict CrossFit Mm -hmm. and more bringing in sort of other components of, of exercise that, um, that are going to support longevity like they got that their money is not going to be made in the competition world, right? Yeah, yeah. The competitive CrossFitters, they're not going to make money off these people. Mm-hmm. They're going to make money off of people like me who show up for eight years. So that their job is to make sure that I show up for another eight, right? Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's good because it's not about, you know, the heaviest weight anymore. You know, for me, it's about what's my form looking like. You know, am I getting good quality reps out of all of what I'm doing in that? And they're very supportive of it. So I see that in many of the gyms across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still like, I feel like I'm still young, even though I'm going to be 41. Dude, you are. Well, I'm, I'm going to be 41 and I'll be 41 on the 25th of September. So it's like, 
I still, I know, just I know. Just a kid. So, so I, like, I still want to lift heavy. I still want to like, th- like, and I've, I'm very grateful. Like, I've been working, I've been doing comp train for quite a while. So it's, I've been like, yeah. my numbers just went like through the roof from like the mm. year ago. So you know, and I'm like almost to the point. I'm like, okay, in, at the numbers I'm at right now, is it really worth it to go up even higher? Yeah. Or is it just good to, to stay, just to keep at that level, and then occasionally like hit the hit that number and you just keep on like truck chugging through? So I don't know, man. You're you're at a point where you can still. I mean, forty forty one is still young enough to be banging it hard. You could you could be out there doing it. For me, it, it's not worth it. Like I just I'm not going to be able to uh, to to operate at that level. Yeah. Just not going to be able to. Yeah. So you know. So when you first started CrossFit, where you're like, yeah. all right, I want to like, you're like all in full throttle or like, you, you know, and when was all that? in full throttle, climb the rope to the top, ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Handstand pushups. Let's go. Come on. So when, when did you realize, you know, this is not really a good option for me to do to go full throttle all the time? It was probably, it was probably four years ago. You know, I'd been doing it for four years and, um, and I, and I just, I, I realized that it would, it would make more sense if I kind of was more intentional about the longevity of my, mm-hmm. um, my career in the gym, you know, in eight years, I've only had two injuries and both of them mine, no three. So both of them or three of them minor, yeah. you know, stuff that resolved without any uh any surgery or anything needed from anybody else i just you know went to pt and worked through it and got it done yeah with nurse with, with and also, I, if, I, if i wasn't working out tom i would have had twice that many right yeah, yeah exactly well and plus yeah. your 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 cbd products too probably helped out a little bit right oh totally yeah <laughs> like i'm telling you i'm telling you when i since i've been since i've been you know fully on board with cbd i have been it it has been a lot better in the recovery mode mm-hmm you know, I'm all about rest days. You know, I do take rest days because I think those are just as an important part of the workout is, uh, is the exercise phase. Yeah. You got to give your body that moment to just kind of get back, mm-hmm. you know, just, yeah. just to, just to give it to, to, to recover. Yeah. Really? I totally agree. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And so obviously you've been there for four years, so you've seen a lot of people come and go in the box, but has there been like a, yeah. like a core group of like people that have been still, still been there four years? Yep. Yep. You know how it is in in that in that modality in that kind of a format. You make friends that you know you are going to be lifelong friends with. Like I I got I have somebody who stopped going to the gym a little while ago. You know what? We're going to the gym tomorrow night and work out because nice. she's back at it and we're back in, into doing this. And you know that's just how it is. But there is a core group of people that have been there. And, you know, again, you do see people come, you see them come back a couple of years later and say, wow, I kind of fell off there and, and they're back in the fold again. But there's always that core group. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you when COVID hit and obviously up in Massachusetts, um, they like completely shut down everything. So what was your training like while Dude, during COVID? I'll even give you one better. I moved to New York City two weeks before COVID really blew up. Oh. Like literally, you know, I moved to Manhattan. My dream was to live in New York City. I sold everything. I moved to New York City, two blocks from Times Square, awesome one-bedroom apartment, and I got two weeks of New York City as it was. And then COVID hit. 
and I was in a one-bedroom apartment. I didn't have a gym. I didn't, all the gyms closed. I said, Dude, what I what I do? I got on the app in the gym here in Massachusetts. I was still on the Sugar Wad. Yeah. You know, the owner's a friend of mine. He's like, he put out workouts, and I went down on Hudson River, and I did my workouts at 84th Street. Nice. And I and I just that's it. And yeah. you know what? There were other people out there doing the same thing. Yeah. Like you could see the people who were like, yeah. This isn't gonna stop me. Yeah. Because I know I know that I need to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mood, my my depression will come back, my mood will will be altered. I will not be in a good space if I don't continually get that exercise that I need. I just I know this. That's yeah. just the way I have to deal with my depression. Yeah, I'm the, I'm totally the same way. Like if I miss a day, I kinda get like I try not to get too butthurt about it, but it's like at the point I'm like, okay. There has to be, mm-hmm. there was a reason why that I couldn't do it. So, you know, just do, just try to double it up or just do another day. So that's it. That's it. Yeah, man. Same here. Same here. Like today, I didn't get a chance to go. I'm feeling a little bit, but you know what? Tomorrow night I'm there. I've already got my workout partner. We're going to be there. It's going to be good. Um, and yeah, I'm psyched. I'm yeah. ready. Nice. So, yeah. so are you like a, an afternoon guy or like a morning guy or a little bit of both? <sighs> I'm a little bit of both, you know, my, my, my sweet spot for probably three or four years was like a five thirty PM class. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'd still, I'd be able to wind down before I had to go to bed. I can't, I really don't like to work out anytime after six o'clock because I get so fired up from the workout yeah. that I find it hard to kind of, kind of slow down in time. And I'm, and I'm a morning guy. I love to get up at 5am. I love to be mm-hmm. able to just get a you know, do I have a whole routine that I do in the morning, which is part, which I go over in the book. So, you know, I have my meditation time and I have my journaling and my, my, um, reading and I'm religious about that. So, you know, if I'm going to work out, it's going to be like eight o'clock in the morning or it's going to be five 30. Yeah. Awesome. So with your morning ritual, so I know you said meditating. So what, what is your meditation like in the morning time? For your yeah, morning dude. Ritual. You know, here's here's the thing. Everybody, I, I'm I'm in a, a meditation teacher training. It's a two year track, so it's like a master's in meditation training. Okay. And um, and it's uh, you know, it's just mind blowing. I've got on to meditation a while ago, and um, you know, I I took a couple of uh, uh science based seminars, week long seminars, where I'd go and I'd go to the facility and stay. In, in meditation, what it does to your brain in a positive way is just simply amazing. And so here's my message. Anybody can meditate. If you think you can't meditate, you should be meditating. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who needs it the most. Yeah. Come on. So, I swear to God. I mean, it's one point in my, in my mental health career, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Yay. So I get to take some stimulants. They were so good. Um, but I, you know, it wasn't ADHD. Yeah. Um, but so my point is everybody's mind races. Everybody has thoughts that just kind of, that's just the human nature. Mm-hmm. The practice of meditating is just consistently bringing it back to the breath, consistently bringing it back. That's all it is. That is the meditation. So that's what I do. Nice. I bring it back and I let the, the thoughts go. And then of course they come back again and I'm off somewhere else. 
I have some great thoughts while I'm in meditation. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I got a notepad now because when I when I end my meditation, I usually have some pretty juicy tidbits that I can write out, you know, business yeah. ideas or whatever. But I bring it back. Mm-hmm. So it's just that practice, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I tell anybody who's listening to this, we just figure out a way to meditate. I mean, I've got I've got some stuff coming up that's uh, launching next week. Some some meditation training stuff. It's so super easy and powerful mm-hmm. and yeah yeah everything I, come, everything stems from the brain yeah i need to start meditating I, I i tried it and like i've done it for a little bit but then like it just like you fall off the wagon and like you forget about it and then like yeah a little while later you're like oh wait i still need to do it and i always hear people like meditation is like super key and it's just like got it you just you know what i think if you get the science behind it you're probably like me once i got the science behind it and i understood that they Literally, with functional MRI, which is a tool that is just a godsend in the in the study of the brain mm-hmm. and for for helping uh, develop new strategies for mental health uh, treatments, functional MRI conclusively showed that there were structural changes in the brain from meditation in as little as eight weeks. Like positive, like there's additional gray matter, like you're growing new neurons and connections and i don't i don't know about you dude but i i've spent a lifetime killing a lot of brain yes, cells yeah, so yeah. anything i can do to stimulate some new growth i'm all about it yeah yeah <laughs> I, I de- yeah i definitely need to do that so yeah. yeah it's so um how long did it take you to finally like you know hone in on like your meditation like to get like really really good at it and when i when i you know, I think it was probably three years ago that I just finally took it seriously. Like I'd had all this training and I did the same thing you did. Like I tried it for a while and then I fell off because life is busy and doing, it was probably three years ago. And now, you know, I'm, I'm just super, um, super intentional about getting in a 15 minute meditation every day. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know what, if I, if I'm re- if I'm regimented and I do it right when I get out of bed, it's the best. It's the best because it's it's like I get up, I pee, I meditate. That's it. That's the routine. And then and then I can start my day. Then anything else can happen. Yeah. But but if I get that on on the books at the beginning of the day, it it literally changes my whole day. Like it sets me in the right frame of mind and it's, it's just amazing. I can't, you know, say enough about it. Mm -hmm. If you want to do one thing that's really going to change your life, get meditation practice and anybody can do it. Yeah. It's not like, you you know, you're going to step in and, you know, do a 250 pound clean and jerk, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's not that you're going to just like sit still for five minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally, that's how I start people off. I start them with a week of a week or two of just just sit for five minutes. Yeah. Sit with your eyes closed. Yeah. First off, you gotta find your place to do it, right? If you've got kids, you've got pets, you gotta it might be in your car. Yeah. You maybe you maybe walk sneaking out of the house at five o'clock in the morning, getting <laughs> in the car and closing your eyes for five minutes. Yeah. My but me and you five gotta o- find it. Yeah, me at five o'clock in the morning, I'm heading to the gym, so <laughs> Yeah, that, I, Dude, I'm, just take 15 minutes off the front end of that. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. So, yeah. ha, have you ever tried a float? Have you ever tried those float tanks before? 
you know what? My wife just sent me a, a thing for a, a float tank that I'm going to do when I get home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dying to do it and I'm really psyched. So now she's found this place that does it local to where we live in Florida. So yeah, really excited. Yeah. Cause I, I've heard like some crazy things that like people go and float and they just like for like 90 minutes or like an hour, they just float in there and it's completely like a soundproof and it's just like, sensory deprivation yeah. man you're just shutting off and it's scary for people at first yeah yeah you I, know yeah and like i've also heard stories of like people like you know having bowel movements in the float tank because they're just so relaxed and it just lets it all go Out it comes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it was, there was a book that i was reading he he was trying to trying to flow for the first time and it's literally said is a 500 hundred dollar fine just for you know defecating in the float tank so well, yeah I'm pretty much sure they got to drain the float tank yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's not a good situation yeah yeah so have, yeah. You, have you tried other ways of like meditating with like other like I don't know I've heard like ayahuasca or like anything like that or I so I recently as a matter of fact I'm recruiting nurses if there are any nurses listening to this I'm recruiting nurses to do telehealth sessions um, I recently got involved with a company that's doing ketamine meditations remotely. Okay. So, um, you get the ketamine uh, prescribed from dog. You have a, a telehealth visit with a dog. They prescribe and, uh, you get the ketamine. So I have done some ketamine meditations. Well, what was that like? It was, it was not like any of the other it's not like a psychedelic, like you mentioned ayahuasca and the San Pedro and there's a lot of different ones, right? And the mm -hmm. psilocybin mushrooms, there are all of these different things that, in LSD and they're, they're looking at them now as being positive tools in treating mental health and depression. You go figure. Yeah. Um, so now they're, they're figuring out that, oh my gosh, okay, maybe we, maybe we have something here. Ketamine is one of those things. Then they're looking at low dose uh, ketamine for treating um, re uh, recurrent depression. Mm -hmm. People who have not had any luck with anything else, they're finding that six sessions of ketamine in in you know an hour long, and that's all it lasts an hour, and you're done. The experience is that you're just disconnected from your body, mm -hmm. like you're that you're as relaxed as you will ever be in your life. And, and that's right. They tell you to go to the bathroom first because you'll be like that guy in the, in the tank. You, like you, you are super relaxed. Now you can still hear everything that's going on, but you're super relaxed. And then you just have the experience that you have. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So you also have a podcast that's out too. So do you guys, do you guys talk about this, like this stuff as well? Or like, how yeah, man, I just had, I just had, uh, Mike Zappelin, Zappy. I had Zappy on, and Zappy is is all about psychedelics for expansion of consciousness, of healing the world, and about ketamine. I just had him on for a session, and that should launch in another two weeks, um, or yeah, probably another two weeks. Mm -hmm. Zappy's uh, session will launch. So yeah, I have guests on. Really, it's health, happiness, cannabis. So it's just about everything like i have mental health providers i have the psychedelic people i have like this always somebody interesting stepping on 
Yeah. So what have you learned from, cause obviously like I've had some big like hiccups when I first started podcasting to like mm. now. So what have you learned from the, you know, all the episodes that you started recording? I think you're at, we're at 48 right now. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I'm so, at 48. Yeah. Yep. So how, how, what have you learned from like when you first started to, to now? Oh man, it's, you know, I learned just be yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing. Just be yourself. You know, I'm so super relaxed now whenever I do a podcast session because anything could happen and that's great because that's the way I live my life. Yeah. Like anything could happen. Mm -hmm. Dude, I got married in 30 days. Did I tell you this? <laughs> no, you didn't. I got married in August. I knew the girl 30 days, 30 <laughs> days, never kissed her, never hugged her, never slept with her. Boom. Married. Said I do. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. I think oh you know Sarah Sarah did tell me about you about, about herself yeah couldn't be a better fit and she, my and, wife is awesome and she was on she was a, a guest on your podcast right she was a guest on my podcast so maybe you should be careful if you're a guest on somebody's podcast you never know you might end up married or something I don't know <laughs> so, nah nah she's 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 awesome she's a cannabis nurse as well and uh, has done a lot of work in the hospice space so we had a good conversation about you know, cannabis and end of life, yeah. which was, which is really, really cool. Very cool. So, yeah. so does, is she going to be part of the nurse Mark thing or does she have her own like line or like what, what how's that going to work? Got, she's got her own things going on and we'll collaborate on some stuff. I mean, it's just amazing. We've got just such a, such a great um, opportunity to really do what we both want to do. And that's heal the world. I yeah. mean, we just want to be, we want to be out there sharing love and healing with everybody. It's really, really what it's about. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah. so with your podcast, do you think it's a little bit easier now since COVID happened that like more people are home and more people are able to do like interviews or. Yeah. Okay. So that part's good, yeah. but you know, podcast listenership is down because a lot of people listen to podcasts when, when they're driving on their ride to work. Yep. And they're not riding to work now. So it's a little bit different. So I do, you know, I do, a, um, I do a lot with video and I'm going to be doing a lot more with video. So, you know, I think, I think we talked about earlier, you know, I like this whole thing of Facebook live and recording it. Like mm -hmm. I just have so much fun interacting with everybody that I might, you know, I might move to just that format and yeah. just do the lives and then, you know, save them and edit and throw them on the, uh, on the podcast channels. Yeah. Well, that's what pretty much what get, I, I don't know if you know Gary V, but Gary V does yeah. that too. So he's, he just records stuff about like, you know, tea with Gary V. He just does a zoom call with other people and just sends it to his podcast. And it's like, yeah, right, here you go. And then goes on YouTube. It's like, here you go. So yeah, it's content. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how do you, so speaking of content, so how yeah. do you spread your content and your podcast, uh, to like other, you know, avenues of social media? No, oh, well, I have this great social media person who does post so many stuff in all the different areas, right? She's she's awesome. That, um, that's my wife. Yeah, that's his wife, by the way. She is awesome. She is really fabulous at what she does. A magician almost. And she puts up with me. So that alone, <laughs> she gets a trophy. Of, she, she got the trophy in the mail yet? Not yet I meant to mail yet. her a trophy for actually putting up with me for so long. Um so, you know, we do the regular social media outreach, you know, and I think it's important to kind of work with the, with the guests too, because, you know, they have a whole channel and, uh, uh, you know, a whole group of followers that need to know that this is all going to happen too. So it's important to do that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever had like any guests that were like super nervous and didn't really open up to the conversation? And like, how did you, how did you kind of like open them up a little bit to like, you know, make them more relaxed? Dude, you can't have a conversation with me for very long before you're going to be relaxed. It's just the way it happens because <laughs> it's nothing to worry about. It's yeah. all going to work out fine. Yeah. But I have had I have had guests on that were just like, wow, I'm really nervous about this. And I start off and I say, listen, whatever happens, happens. We're going to be fine. Like yeah. We're going to just go through this. And once I start the questioning and I get them just like you do, you know, you just ask the questions and you kind of. You, you kind of lay it up, you know, yeah. it's a little lob over the plate. You give them a nice, easy question and then, you know, see yeah. where it goes. I, that's why I always tell people, like I said to you before, it's like pretty much this podcast is all about you. So you can talk about whatever you want. You know, I just want to learn a couple things and then just yeah. go from there. And then like I've had people that have like a 100,000 followers on Instagram being like, yeah. oh, I'm like, I'm like really nervous. And I'm like, you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, You'll the, be fine. You've done this before. Yes, yes. I mean, like, shoot, like, and I don't know about you, Tom. I love to talk about myself. So if you say, "Hey, come on and talk about yourself," like all day long, dude. Yeah, that. Well, that's all that's, day long. That's that's why, like, I love like trying to get people on here because there's some, yeah. like I've had a couple people. They're like, uh, I really don't want to do it because I don't like talking about myself. But I'm like, okay, next. And I'm like, that's yeah, probably yeah, like yeah. One, that's like one out of twenty people. Everyone else wants to talk about themselves. So hell yeah, yeah. You know what people like most about me, Tom? What's they that? like my humility. They like that I'm so humble. It's <laughs> a joke. I love myself. That's part of my book. They really that's the whole gist of my book is you gotta love yourself. Yeah. If you don't love you, how the hell is anybody else ever gonna make it? Yeah. Oh, they don't have a chance. Yeah. So what what else what else in the book that you've like kind of haven't really talked about? Oh, boy there was there there was it was there was a lot of stuff i mean we talked about the meditation yeah we talked about the cannabis yep. and the different uses that you can have talked about fitness exercise yep. we talked about exercise the thing we didn't talk about though is nutrition and that you know people people come to the gym and they want to lose weight that's what a lot of people come to the gym they're like i'm going to lose this weight i'm going to get back to where i was i'm going to feel good about myself and you know, that the gym can definitely do that. But you know what? We both know 75, 80% of it is what you're eating, mm -hmm. what you're putting in your body. Yep. It really is. And that's the thing. I mean, food, food is a drug. And, you know, we're, we're wired that dopamine response, that dopamine rush. That's what addiction is all about. It's why we it's why we do what we do most of the time is because mm -hmm. of the dopamine hit. And then, you know, in all the apps that we have on our phones, they're all wired to hit that dopamine system and yep. how many likes did I get on Facebook today? Yeah, exactly. So what kind of diet are you on right now? Because obviously for me it's a little different because I got I have diabetes. So but what yeah. what, are the, what what kind of diet has helped you kind of like stay the way you want to be? You know, I, you know, being in this, again, I don't do anything half-assed. So when I got into the community, you know, in the CrossFit community, they, they talk about nutrition a lot yeah. um, because they want you fueled up appropriately. And, you know, when I first started, it was paleo. Paleo was the thing. Mm -hmm. That's what we did for a diet. So I did paleo for a year, maybe two. And then it went to macros. So we had to count macros. So I did a lot of macro counting and figured out what each, you know, the carbs and the, 
in the proteins and the fat and figure out what it was. And that was a perfect segue into the keto world because then I did keto for a while. And I have to say keto was the hardest one to really, um, for me to really implement because it was just for me, it was, it was easy to, to, to know the carbs and decrease the carbs. It was easy for me to get my protein, but figuring out how to get that healthy fat, because it's a high fat, medium protein, low carb mm. lifestyle, right? For me, trying to figure out how to get that fat content, just I find it really hard to do. Yeah, is it like it, you pretty much have to eat like avocados or coconut oil, and that's pretty much it? And that's- yeah, not even, you know. And now my friend, I have my my friend on for a couple of two or three podcast sessions. She owns a, a weight loss company called Awaken One Hundred and Eighty Weight Loss, and it's all ketogenic based. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, no, not coconut oil. Because oh, really? I said the same thing, dude. I was like, yeah, coconut oil. It's like, mm, no, more olive oil. You want a long chain. You don't want those medium oh, chain. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was I was floored because I thought, well, hell, I thought it was about medium chain. And people were doing the bullet coffee and, the, you know, the ghee butter and all this other kind of stuff. Like, no, yeah. no. I've tried, that bullet, I, I've tried that bulletproof coffee. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No. It's, I just... I thought it was so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I do now? You know what I do now? I just, it's like a combination of paleo and everything that I've, that I've done over the years. I know what I need to eat. Like okay. I know what's good for me. I know that a certain amount of carbs is good for me and I get the right amount of carbs. And yeah, you know what? Occasionally I have a pizza. Oh, Nothing I wrong. have a good pizza. Nothing wrong with that. Dude, I, you know, sometimes I dive right in. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay because I don't stay eating the pizza only. Mm-hmm. That's just a one-time event and then I move on and it may be a month, two or three before I have another one. No, I'm more like a couple weeks, but, you know. <laughs> I, I, so, so Dude, like, you got kids. I know, I know. It's of course hard. you have pizza. Yeah, and like we always have like, like easy stuff to make because it's like sloppy joes and all that stuff and it's Dude. just like. Right. I know. I mean, I'm not knocking it because, you know, my, my wife buys it and it's pretty much like, okay, I'll eat that. But it's just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I, maybe I won't have a bun with the sloppy Joe. Maybe that, maybe that will help out a little bit. So I know, so. I know you, you just, you know, you just got to try. Yeah. That's all it is. So I tell people, you know what, if you're really going to start, I'm sorry, Tom. No, 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 go, go for it. Go for it. You know, I tell people when, if I'm going to coach them on anything nutrition based for most people, I'll tell them you know what I want you to do just for the first month? I just want you to track what you eat. Yeah. Because until you, until we get a baseline and you understand what you're doing today and how it's affecting you, we can't really make any decisions about what you want to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So get that baseline, understand it's when you understand what your choices do yeah. to your daily intake that's when the magic happens because when you figure out having this Coke versus having this water, the difference that it's going to make in your Cal count or what's mm. going to happen on that app. Yeah. That'll help you make the decision to go to water. And once you break that bond with that sugar, the dopamine hit, remember yep. once you break that bond and you've got water in your corner, you're on your way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so, mm-hmm. Here's a question I can I can't believe I actually asked haven't asked this yet. So, obviously with CBD, 
a mainly a diabetic, you know, podcast. So mm-hmm. what what does that how is like CBD stuff like kind of help people with diabetes? Or has it even done that? This this research being done all the time on CBD specifically in cannabis in general as it relates to diabetes because we all know and you know intimately because you live with it that it's a it's a very serious disease yeah serious disease and so you have to take it seriously and you know unfortunately in our country um you know yours is not related to anything that you do lifestyle wise right Mm -hmm. you you're type one yeah it's just what happened right this is what happened to your body but the majority of people in the united states that are suffering from diabetes have type 2 which is something that is preventable and it's lifestyle based and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of research around how do we help these people and cannabis has a very positive effect on neuropathic pain so if you're having issues with neuropathy which is a very common issue with diabetics Um, CBD and cannabis, THC, has been found to have a positive effect on neuropathy. And there aren't a ton of other drugs that really do, Mm -hmm. right? It's just the the way it is. We we try with what we have. So there's there's some good positive effect. There was a study um, that had had something else very interesting uh, to do with regulating your glucose. So it... um, it, the study uh, showed preliminarily that CBD had a positive effect on your A1C over time. Uh, in, um, and it had an effect on insulin resistance, right? Which is one of the, one of the hallmarks of diabetes is mm-hmm. um, some people develop uh, issues with insulin resistance. And so therefore they can't actually utilize the glucose in their bloodstream because it can never reach the cells yeah um so um you know there's there is research still being done but this it's very exciting you know we hear a lot about cbd and about cannabis and there has been a lot of research that's been done and uh and one of the things dude i'll tell you this i was at a, i was at a uh a medical marijuana conference in israel and israel is the epicenter of cannabis research there is not a country out there that has done as much research and as, as much in-depth science, deep science research on cannabis mm-hmm. and CBD. And um, and I, I went to that conference and I fully expected that most of the conference would be about THC because that's all you ever hear about is the intoxicating yeah. part. Yep. Sure, that's what they're studying. Couldn't have been further from the truth. Almost all of the researchers were researching something to do with CBD really cool because it's safe non-intoxicating and it's effective yeah yeah very cool yeah awesome so um so we're getting close to the end so um a couple quick questions yeah so where can people find like talk actually if they have a question about cbd or anything like that where can they reach out to you hit me up on the website at nursemark.co and I've got Drift set up so you can just type in your question and it's going to ding my phone and we're going to be live chatting. <laughs> awesome. So whatever questions you got. And you can always email me at nursemark at nursemark.co. That's up on the website as well. But 
go to the website. It's got you know a ton of information. It's it's being updated all the time. And that has all your products and everything like that on there. All my products. Yep. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Very and cool. We're, and we're just you know we're we're getting ready to do a reboot, and the product line is going to expand, and yeah, it's exciting times. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. And so, um, so last question. So, what would you tell a new nurse that wants to get into CBD? What to expect? from when they first start to, you know, in the future? Um, what, if they're going to take it or if they're going to help no, somebody? No, if they're going to help somebody, it. like, you know, be a CBD nurse. Yeah, so if you're going to be a cannabis nurse, there are it's there are a ton of great programs out there. Um, I would say that you want to go through one of the training programs. And, you know, my friends at Radical Health uh, have a phenomenal uh, training program that that I took early on, you know. Again, I don't do things half-assed, so I took every one of the, you know, certificate programs that I could find. I did, and and I was super impressed with Radical Health, uh, and um, and you know, I'm in a master's program in medical uh, cannabis science and therapeutics. So if you really want to make this a career, get a master's in cannabis science and university of Maryland school of pharmacy has a two year master's program and it's legit fourth oldest uh, school of pharmacy in the country. And they have a rock solid program. Nice. But if you're just getting into it, definitely do the radical health thing. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, yeah. Thank you very much for you know giving your time to talk to me. I really do appreciate it. Dude, I love this, and I and I learned and I learned a lot. And I'm actually literally glad my wife's working on your social media stuff, so I got to meet you. Dude, so, dude, I, you know, <laughs> your wife does such a great job. You know, she really does. Oh, yeah, she works really hard. So, yeah, yeah. And dude, you know what? That's because she's married to a great guy. Oh, so she's super motivated, right, Tom? That's what it is. You mo- you inspire her. I, I, I don't think I inspire her. I think she kind of does that herself. <laughs> but, you know, so she, she may look at me and shake her head once in a while like, what's wrong with you? But That's that, inspiration, yeah. man. That's yeah. really ins- – she's shaking her head saying, how did I get so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you very much for doing this. And I'll All catch right, you later. Tom, all right. Thanks. All right.